This is Sportscasters Anonymous, a weekly podcast about sports, all sports, MLB, the NBA, the NFL, the NHL, collegiate football, and collegiate basketball. But there's more. We'll even talk about sports video games, sports movies. It's all here. You're listening to Sportscasters Anonymous on the Random Chatter Network, broadcasting to the globe from Jacksonville, Florida. This is Don and Chip. What's up, everybody? How you doing? My name is Don. He's Chip. We are Sportscasters Anonymous. We thank you for joining us. This is episode number seven, recorded on May 31st, 2020. Chip, you got the date right on the notes. Thank you, buddy. I do what I can. Absolutely. And, um, you know, we, uh, we're going to get ready to roll along here, but ladies and gentlemen, and to all of the fans out there around the world, we do want to touch on something briefly. It's something that Chip and I debated off air before we started the show. We had a long discussion about it and wanted to figure out the best way to approach this. And all we just want to go ahead and say that uh, we we are here to do a sports podcast, and sports are our passion. But we do want to recognize what is happening uh, in our country right now. Uh, this show is not for politics, and we're not here to anger or upset anybody. There was a discussion about should we say something or not say something. We want to let you all know out there that yes you know we we are aware of what's going on in our country and there's a large unhealed wound in our country and without diving further into it and we just hope that there's a better tomorrow i'm sorry um, a better tomorrow that comes out of this for everybody. And we hope everyone is safe. Yep. I can't reiterate that. Everyone stay safe out there. Everything Don said is, is accurate. But I can't reiterate that more than enough. Stay safe out there. We we just, it, it is a big issue and, and we are aware. So, uh Excuse me. Um, sorry. It's 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 a touchy subject. Um, no, it's fine. Yeah. You wanna you want me to do the uh, intro, the the contact us and everything, or you want to still take care of that? You need a minute. No. You know what? You know I I'm good. You know let's okay. um let let's get give our our listeners what they want, and that will start. With the ways to contact us in the email, Chip, take it away. Uh, yeah, so you can email us at uh, chip at randomchatter.com or at uh, don at randomchatter.com. And you can get on our Twitter at sportcastanon, that's A-N-O-N. Uh, you can join us on Discord under the Random Chatter uh, and sports for sports and pop culture talk. Uh, and then you can support us on uh, Patreon and, and buy our stuff uh, on randomchatter.com slash store. Alrighty, and uh, let's jump right into the news. And we are going to kick off this week with our NFL updates. And I see here we're going to start with the five worst franchises to bet on in the Super Bowl era. 
Yeah, so I, I read <laughs> when I originally read this story, I thought it was geared to like who's good, like teams that are the worst teams that would like win the Super Bowl, like the teams that were given the lowest chances. So I, I read it originally and I was like, oh, these all make sense. Then I read the five best franchises to bet on during the Super Bowl, thinking that that's what it was. And I was like, New England's going to be at top and, and it's going to fall down from there. Well, I was wrong. It's not the best teams that are going to win the Super Bowl. It's the best teams to bet on per game against the spread. The Super Bowl. Okay. Yeah. So, and, and this is what made me had to reread the article and actually take the content of it because number two on the list is the Philadelphia Eagles. And <laughs> here we go. <laughs> I, I looked at that and I had to do a double take. I was like, wait a minute. I missed something in here. And I had to reread the title of the article because it's, it, it, it is kind of mis misleading with it. And usually with a lot of ESPN articles, they, they, they have fantastic writers over there, but I get bored reading their, their verbose uh, introductions that they have on there. So I go right to like the list of it. And then I read the list and see what the list is. So you just want the meat uh, and potatoes. You don't want all the fluff. <laughs> yeah. Like the yeah. beginning where they, 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 cause a lot of times they'll put in like three or four paragraphs explaining about how they came about with this list. I'm like, I don't really care how you came about it. Like I know I you're an know what it is. I just want to know what the list is. But so I'll go over the five worst teams, uh, starting with number one is uh, the Arizona slash uh, they have Arizona slash St. Louis Cardinals, because I guess there were St. Louis Cardinals back in the day. Um, then they have Oakland slash Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, so and their, their percentages, I'm not going to go over all numbers. So uh, Arizona at number one, so they're, they're the worst, is at uh, 0.470 uh, against the spread. Uh, that's their win percentage. And the. Number two, Oakland is 0.476. Uh, and then St. Louis just is not having good teams. Los Angeles slash St. Louis Rams was at 0.477. Uh, and then, ironically, Tampa Bay Buccaneers were the worst at number four. The fourth worst at 0.477. And then it was the Jets at 0.479 as did the not fifth make worst. The list. <laughs> what, you say the Bills did not make the list? The Bills did not make that list. <laughs> Uh, what's uh, more surprising is even the is the top five, because it's not who you would well. Some of them is who you expect, but the other ones are not. So uh -huh. Kansas City is number one at uh, 0.528. Okay. Eagles, I said, is number two at 0.527. The Panthers are number three at 0.523. Mm -hmm. The Patriots are number four at 0.522, and then the Steelers are at number five at 0.519. Okay. So it's not like like that you have the you have this the 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 Patriots and the the Chiefs in there but I wouldn't have not picked any of those other teams as to be against the spread but you know as I as I look into the article I get it. So we're talking the Super Bowl era. So we're talking about going all the way back from 1966 forward. So um and it was to bet on against the spread. Correct? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. And once there's some clarity on that, I get it. Um, I can and totally see based on like the win loss records and whatnot. I understand why. The these are teams, no matter their their history, you know. Obviously, the Peach or the Panthers haven't been around since you know the first Super Bowl. 
Um, the Eagles have been there forever, <laughs> right? Yeah, so I forgot I forgot about that, that the Panthers were an expansion team in the 90s. Yes. So um, when you when you look at their history, that body of work that they're showing, these teams over all the decades, how do I want to put it? it they win. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like I guess you get, you get so, the, the the five best they they have winning records, so they do win like yeah. like those games um mm-hmm. and the ones with the losing like they lose like they've had a lot of lo- like I'm reading some of the articles and it's like they've had like like the Jets have only had 14 uh they've only made the postseason 14 times since 1970 which which is like they it makes sense that they don't have that like yeah so and, and as and, I read it here it it's teams to bet against both sides to bet against on the spread not with the spread yeah Mm -hmm. So, oh, and real quickly clarify for our listeners when we're talking about betting for or against the spread. Some may not understand that. Yeah, you you can clarify that. You probably know a lot more about that. I'm still in the infancy of it and trying to figure that all out because it it, it sometimes (laughs) makes no sense to me whatsoever. So, I mean, uh, betting for or against the spread. So let's go ahead and elaborate. So let's say... I need a good example here. Ah, I got it. So let's say Philadelphia is playing Dallas. You had to go there. Yeah, I had to go there. So Philadelphia is playing Dallas. And on the spread, Dallas is getting negative seven. What that means is essentially that if when you're betting on a football game, if the score of the game finished in a tie, let's say, 7-7, right? Mm-hmm. The Cowboys were favored. They were they were giving up seven points to the Eagles. So they're saying that the Cowboys should have won by seven. So the way that ca- that's calculated is if you bet on Dallas, a tie or a loss to Philadelphia, you lose the bet. A tie against Philadelphia, you lose the bet. Basically, with that, for all intents and purposes, is negative seven means we would take seven points off the board from Dallas, and the wagering score would be Philadelphia seven, Dallas zero. So if you, so if Dallas was giving up seven points, they would need to win 14 to seven to cover the spread. Yeah, and that, if correct me if I'm wrong, but that's why a lot of times they'll put it at they won't put seven as a number. Yeah, they'll, they'll do seven. Yeah, seven point five or three and a half. Or, so yeah, there's no exactly. like confusion or like argument. Right. Like you and can't have a point in football. Yeah, and the reason that there's always that percentage point on bets like that, you it's done so that you win or you lose. You can't have yeah. a tie. Yeah. You cannot have a tie, and that's exactly why. Um, now, now here, I got a question for you. Cause I know a lot of times they'll do that. Like they're seven point favorites, but they're the odds of like three to one or five to one. So the odds of winning the game. Yeah. So, like, so there's you, different you, metrics. There's different it, metrics used okay, for the they're, wagering. They're, they're different. They're not the same. Yes. Like you can't have, they're not giving seven points right. at three to one. No. Okay. 
So um, there, there's a whole bunch. I, I could dedicate a whole show to it, but we're not exactly yeah, I mean, uh, a like, podcast like, either. I, so, that, yeah. was just, that was just my question because I always get mm-hmm. confused. People are like, oh, yeah, it's 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 500 to one or it, yeah. like like and I, I get what that is. Like if you bet like 100, mm-hmm. like if it's five to one, you bet one like one dollar, you get five dollars or, or something Correct. like that. Yes. Um, but then I didn't know if like the points, like if that was like straight up, like whoever wins is five to one or it's like you get uh seven and a half. We're giving you seven and a half points at five to one. So like if you bet $1 you, at. Usually, usually when you hear, because people will bundle, bundle like some people like myself that are in, in tune with that sort of thing. So if you know, you come, Hey man, um, here's, here's such and such game that's playing. Um, you know, this team is giving up seven and a half points at three to one odds. That is, I'm talking about two different wagers there. Um, what it okay. is, is I'm talking about all, all, you know, a couple of the wagers that I'm looking at, you know, so I would be like, well, what do you feel better with the three to one odds or taking or giving up the seven and a half? And each one will pay out differently depending okay. on the bet. So yeah, there, there's, I, I hope we clarified for the listeners and not cause more confusion. There, there's a whole bunch of stuff out there, but as far yeah, as I mean, uh, against okay. the spread, um, when you bet, when you pick a team against the spread, basically what you're saying is one way or the other. So if I were to tell you like, uh, the underdog team is getting plus eight and you're thinking no way they're going to win by eight, then I would bet against the spread and take the team that's not getting the points. You follow? Yeah. Yeah, okay, so cool. it, I, the, the the spread is to make it even, so you're not like the Patriots are playing the Bengals, and you know, like, well, I'm gonna bet bet all money on the Patriots because I know they're gonna win. It's like we're trying to make it a little bit even, more even. So like we're giving the Bengals like two touchdowns to make it harder for the Patriots to win the actual basically, game. It's like, basically, it's the spread like is to like balance from a wagering standpoint. The spread is there to balance the game. So if if you hear like college football's got some of the craziest spreads, like when you have a division one team playing, you know, like a, a division one, a or a division two, you know, and you see the spread is 50 points. You can be pretty darn well sure that in, in college football, the division one team is going to cover the 50 point spread. Yeah. When they don't, it's like, I can't believe they didn't beat them by 50 points. That does not happen in the NFL. I've seen some ridiculous spreads in the NFL, but nothing ever that high ever. Yeah. Yeah. I took a, um, I, when I was in college, I took a, uh, like an ethics and sports class. And one of the things we touched on was like point shaving and mm-hmm. like all that kind of stuff in basketball. So like, I kind of, I kind of am familiar with it. So like that, that, that clarifies it for me. I hope it, I hope it clarifies it for our listeners out there uh, a little bit. And if, I guess if you have more questions, you can always contact Don. Yeah, he's definitely going to be the guy to contact on that stuff. Don't, don't even try to contact me. Cause I'll just ask him. Um, uh, you're going to do kind of <laughs> like I do at work, but reverse it. Hey, Chip, I got a question. I uh, asked Don. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'd be, like, be like, uh, Don, what's the answer to this? So I, I kind of look smart. So if you really want me to look smart, I'm cool with that. Just, you know, <laughs> send me a message and I'm going to ask him and then email you back. Just Google um, it. <laughs> yeah. Or I'll Google it. I'll be like, here's an article on it. So, right on. Um, anyways, let's, let's move on. So I, I mean, unless you got something else you want to say about about that, but it, I just found that quite interesting, especially the fact that it said Eagles are number two, and it threw me off. But 
think um, as far as any chatter like that, when, once we get back into live sports, fans may have questions on that, and I'll be happy to answer that because I will be yeah. in full swing at that point. So we'll we'll leave that for when we're up and running again. So let's go ahead and talk about the rule changes. I know we talked about it a little bit about it last week, and I saw there was some uh, follow-up chatter from the NFL uh, on the rule changes that were getting kicked around. Yeah, um, and we talked about it last week, but – Nothing really came about of it. Uh, they basically have tabled the proposal for the second year in a row. Like I said uh, last week on the podcast, was it, something similar was presented, but it didn't pass or, or they didn't really vote on it. Every year, the, the NFL has the opportunity, whether they want to vote on something or they want to, like they call tabling it, which is just, we're going to like push it off further it's like procrastinating it um and their excuse for it was oh this is this is like a huge thing and we want to make sure we get it right and we don't want to do something reactionary and have it not work and everyone asking why we did it and and all this other stuff um i just don't think they want to change the game the way it's way it is right now so they're just kind of making an excuse like i thought it was a pretty cool rule um and if 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 you didn't listen to last week's podcast or you're not familiar with it, it's essentially instead of a onside kick at the in the fourth quarter, they would do a fourth and 15. If you got the fourth and 15, then you got the ball at like the 40 yard line, like where you would have gotten an onside kick. If you don't get the fourth and 15, then the, the team gets it at the, like a, a touchback. And it's supposed to like get rid of like the less odds of getting an onside kick. Um, that's kind of the, the, the shortened version of the entire story. Um, and they basically just said we're just going to push it off till next year, and we'll, we'll revisit it, revisit it next year. I think with everything that's happening in like the the the, the COVID and all that kind of stuff, I think they didn't want to like put too much change into this year. So um, kind of leave it some, for yeah, now. Yeah, kind of leave the game the way it is because they're already going to have games probably without fans. They don't want to add like a new rule in there that doesn't have like it's just it, I think they they don't want to do. The NFL is very meticulous in how they do things, and they don't want to change too much too quickly and then lose a lot of the fan base. So they're going to do, like, little changes here and there. Like, the big thing that they did, um, and a a lot of our Discord uh, people, uh, listeners, I was going to say, a lot of our Discord fans (laughs) mentioned mentioned it. Sorry, I I was reading and I was talking at the same time. That's okay. They – they mentioned about like the pass interference, like that was a huge thing that they implemented and it blew up in their faces. So now they're a little bit more hesitant to do different changes. Not to, I, and I will say um, for, for those that are listening and and engaging with us, there's, there's a little, you know, there's some, some chat and on our page uh, on the discord server, but, but that pass interference, man, boy, that, that really ignited a conversation. People were just, (laughs) <laughs> you know what i mean that yeah that, yeah that i i went back and i'm like wow like our our, it, our channel is blowing a, up today what's going on and i'm like whoa they, <laughs> i should have known topic. like it's yeah, a very it like it's, it's one of the controversy gets people to talk let's be honest and oh, yeah. that's a very controversial issue because a that it happened and it cost the Saints probably cost them the Super Bowl. I don't want to say it cost them the Super Bowl because you never know what happens in the Super Bowl, but it definitely cost them the championship game. And then they implemented it and it was a huge failure. And then the same thing, like pass interference happened in, in the playoffs again and they didn't make the call and the Saints probably got screwed again out of going to the Super yeah. Bowl. So yeah, like, 
they, they institute a rule to fix an issue that didn't fix the issue that just made it even like people even angrier. And it got to the point where like coaches weren't challenging it anymore. Cause like, we're not going to like, what's the point and they were, yeah, they were saying at the, at the end of the game, they're like, what's the point? You guys don't overturn it. If we challenge it anyways, I'm just wasting yeah. the time out. So exactly. It, it, it didn't, it didn't work out well. Um, but yeah. you know, we, they're tabling it till next year. The next thing that uh, we wanted to talk about was, uh, so I found this to be interesting. Like I understand where he's coming from, but George Kittle, who's the 49ers tight end, he doesn't want to be paid top t- tight end money. He wants to be paid top money. Like so he wants to be the guy. Yeah. Like he's only set to make 735,000. He's only set to make 735,000 this year. You know, I, after I what he contributed. Probably. Wow. Like, yeah, well <laughs> I get that. But at the same time, it's like, I, I say he's only making that when, like, you know, most people in America are on average making fifty thousand dollars a year. So if you're lucky, he's making yeah. it one. He's ma- he's making it mm. one season, but um, yeah. he wants to. He wants so the the highest tight end was Austin Hooper, just signed a contract at uh, four years at forty two million, and he wants to be paid more of like the Amari Cooper money, the twenty million dollars a year. So he doesn't want to get like whoa. Top, so he top. He wants to get top moon. wide receiver. Wow. Well, let me ask you, um, I mean, there is no denying what he contributes to that team whatsoever. Where, where is he, uh, how long has he been in the league for now? So he's, I want to say, I I, I don't have it here in front of me, but he's on his rookie contract. So he's probably, he's, he's probably five years in the league. Okay, so he's he's at that at that option point where it's time to negotiate. Yeah. Okay. He's on the final he's on the final year of his rookie contract. So right. this is his this is probably his fifth year option. So he, okay. this is probably his fifth year coming up. Okay. So uh he joined the Niners in twenty seventeen. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he was drafted in the fifth round no less. I mean that tells you like you never know, like pick the uh, predict what happens in the draft. I don't think yeah. like so the, the disadvantage to what he's tr- what he's saying is they can franchise tag him and the like so they franchise tagged just Hunter Hunter Henry this year and he's uh, only making 10 million. Yeah. So if he, if he wants to get 20 million, if I'm the 49ers, I'm going to be like this is the offer and he says no, I'm like all right, well we'll franchise tag you. You're still making less than what you want to make. Like Yeah. And they could franchise him a few years before he even gets up to that 20 million. Right. Well, and if you look at his stats, and franchises get so worried sometimes with these types of contracts. But if you look at his stat line, he had five touchdowns in 2019, five touchdowns in 2018. Okay. But if you look at what he contributes to the game, 88 receptions in 2018 for 1,377 yards and 85 receptions in 2019 for 1,000 yards. So between the two years, he averaged between 12.4 yards a catch to 15.6 yards a catch. Essentially, yeah. every time he catches a ball, he's getting a first down. And, and I agree. He's like a wide receiver. I think you got to – I wouldn't say you got to pay him, like, top wide receiver money. I would say we'll pay him, like, what you would pay Gronkowski. Like him and Gronkowski are probably on that same level. Like, I don't know Gronkowski's numbers off the top of my head, and like I haven't looked at him in years, but I'm pretty sure he got like 14, 15 million, 13 million, somewhere around there. Like, he wasn't, 
he wasn't a five year like a Armari Cooper hundred million for five years like overpay like and the problem with that is you start paying like your tight ends these like these ridiculous salaries it straps you where out where you can like divide elsewhere so like you can't pay your receivers that top like you take over you basically take a receiver spot away so you think and then um we would probably if you're the owner you know he deserves more than regular top tight end money but paying him wide receiver money is just that's over the top so do you split the difference if top money is top tight end money is 10 million you've got a, uh, one of the top wide receivers in the game at 20 million do you say hey let's do 15 or or, get or, or deal low ball it and go we'll give you 12 knowing he's probably going to come back and go hey i'll take 15 I mean, it's negotiations. You always lowball it until you come yeah. to a happy medium. So I think he'll get somewhere around 13, 14 million. Um, but I don't, I just, when he came out and said that he wanted to get paid like Amari Cooper, I, I kind of raised an eyebrow at that because I was like, that's, my eyes. <laughs> that, that's like, like yeah, I understand kidding. how like you're, you're a pseudo wide receiver. Cause let's be honest. George Kittle doesn't really block that much. Um, he's not really a great blocker. He's no more for his pass catching abilities and his threat out of, uh, off the line. So let's be honest with that. And to say that you want to get paid that much money, that's, that's a lot to pay a tight end of any stature. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and right, so and we, I, or go ahead. I was going to say, we've got one more topic we want to adjust. Yeah, in the I NFL. just, I just wanted, I wanted to, um, uh, acknowledge, uh, there was, a, there was an article in, on ESPN, uh, I want to give my condolences to uh, uh, Patrick McCourty, or not Patrick McCourty, the Patriots safety, Devin McCourty's family, uh, him and his wife, they uh, they had a daughter that was stillborn, um, which is which is a, a huge, a saddening event. Um, so I just wanted to mention that and give my condolences to them and uh, hope that everything works out for him and his family. Absolutely. But we're going to move on to the NBA. So the whole thing that's around the NBA, and I have a few things here, but they all kind of correlate. So we're probably all going to just talk about it all at once. So there was a big thing at the beginning of the week that the NBA didn't really have a plan as to what they were going to do. Kind of like we'll talk about a little bit later about the NHL and the MLB. But NBA didn't really have a plan that they were wanted to come back. And a lot of players came out outspoken this week saying, one of which was uh, uh, Damian Lillard, uh, who's part of the Trailblazers uh, point guard. They don't want to come back and play if there's no chance of them getting into the playoffs. They don't want to come back and just play just for the fact that they're going to play. So I, um, I read that. Yeah. So it, he was it, like, it was, and, what's the point? Yeah, he's like, what's the point? And like, he got a lot of, a lot of, a lot of backlash because of it. Because people are like, well, it's your job. Go out there and play. I get yeah. where he's coming from. Like, like, how competitive are the, the Golden State Warriors going to be when they come back, when they have scrubs on their team? And it's like, we're just throwing you out there and you might affect our lottery position by you guys winning a few games. Um, so there was a lot, there was, and uh, Damian Lillard was probably the big one, but there was a couple other players that came out that said they didn't want to come back for that reason. They would if they were forced to, like if they had to, um, but they weren't, they weren't going to come back if there was no playoff aspirations for them. So that that took the NBA to another direction of like, okay, now we got to figure out how we're going to get these teams that are on the cusp. So like uh, the 
Portland Trailblazers weren't on the playoffs as the standings stand now, but they're like three games out of the eighth seed in the West. Uh, and then there's like a there's like a hodgepodge of teams that are three, four, and five games out in the West. And they're like, how do we get these teams to play and still have a playoff and still have a season? And they, they had a formulated plan. So they, they came out with this new format that is uh, they're going to finish, not like necessarily finishing all the games of the season, but they're taking a bunch of teams uh, that were close and they're going to have a like mini little season that goes in with a play-in tournament that then will go into the playoffs. So the the one thing that they the players wanted to do was they wanted to have some type of season kind of like tune up for the see like the go into the playoffs. They didn't want to just go straight into the playoffs. So they wanted to have like a little mini season within the season and then that would determine all the seeding. Then they would have a play in tournament for those like bottom teams, like the the seven through whatever is in there. Like the teams um, that were on see, the bubble, so to speak. Yeah, the teams that were on the bubble and see if they can get in. And then then they would play the playoffs as if they were normal. Um, so they're only bringing back 22 teams. Um, so they're bringing – and it's eight teams per conference, so that's 16 minus 22. You get you get six, six teams outside of the, the – we're outside of the playoffs as they stand now. Um, most of them are from the West, I think uh, – uh, Orlando is the only team that was close in the East um, that would would that are joining them, and they were six games out of the AFC. Uh, let me see. Uh, no, I take that back. It was Washington, the Wizards. So, yeah, the Washington Wizards would be the one team from the Eastern Conference that would go in, and then the, all the other. Uh, and they were within six games. And then the other teams that are now included in that 22 teams is uh, you have New Orleans, uh, Portland, San Antonio, Sacramento. Uh, let's see. And, and then I'm trying to think. And Phoenix uh, would all be would be there um, in that in that format. Um, they say that there's another format another proposal for 20 teams but i think the the, the one that they're saying is going to get ratified is the the 22 team uh procedure and that's going to start july 31st so they're pushing back this even further because originally it's supposed to start beginning of july now it's not going to be till july 31st um so they're pretty much the the speculation is they still got to vote on it the whole board and pa still have to vote on the whole proposal um but the thought process is that they will have this, uh, and it will start at the end of July, and then go into September and October, uh, with the NBA championship being at that time. They're going to play all in one spot. They're going to have all the players sequestered in one area, either a hotel uh, or or some type of multitude of hotels. They're going to have their families there sequestered and quarantined, um, and basically have everything very strict and like not many personnel going in and out. There's going to be daily testing. Like they're pretty much going to be like, okay, you're here for three months. You're going to stay here for three months. You're not going anywhere. We're just going to play all these games at the, at the arena and, and then go from there. Um, so it's a pretty extensive proposal. So we're looking to get that uh, like ratified or, or accepted by, by Thursday. Um, but it it was, 
like, I get Damian Lillard coming out and saying that, like, it makes sense. Like, you wouldn't want to play if you're not going to be, like, there's nothing to play for if you're just, like, especially if you're on that cusp where, like, you're not a lottery team, but you're not, like, a playoff team. So then you're just at that point playing just to play. Um, yeah, so, but, I mean, listen, on the flip side, if the season didn't stop, right, and you end up in that position, do you just, like, do you just sit on the bench because, like, well, I'm not going to make the playoffs anyways. You know what I mean? Like, I guess it's tough. Like, I mean, he's it, in a perfect world. No, you wouldn't. You would go out there and play hard every day. Yeah. And then, but how many teams, once they're eliminated from playoffs, kind of like, all right, I'm not really going to give my, my supreme effort unless there's a reason for, like, if they're playing, like, a team that they absolutely hate. That's why, you know sometimes they'll put big rivalries at the end of the year it's to kind of get teams to to play up to the rivalry but i would I hate don't know. to like, think i would hate to think that they're all professional athletes and they love to compete so i guess let's let's buy into the fact even though lilliard more or less ruined it but let's buy into the fact that these guys are competitors and they're going to compete all the way to the end of the season regardless <laughs> you know, it, if, re- if you if you want to believe that, I'm I, I'm not going to stop you from believing that. But I, right. I still but I still now, think that they're they're they let's, it, like. It let's gets talk to about a point the reality. Yeah. yeah, let's talk about the reality. It doesn't happen that way, you know. Yeah, I mean that that would be like I said bad. in a perfect perfect world that'd be awesome. But it, it not, I don't I think once the team gets eliminated, like even the fans, like the fans, they'll they go and it. support. They'll go and support the team, but they're not like like super intense with it. Like I've been, trust me, being a Philadelphia fan, you get into that where you get eliminated from the playoffs. And then it's like the last few games, you're just like, all right, you know, yay, we won. Like that just hurts our seating. Like, like at that point, it's like, now you're looking at like draft status and all that kind of stuff. So like, I don't think a lot of teams, a lot of players, you know, if, if you're on a contract year or you have other incentives to play, yes. But I think like if, you know, if you have a good lofty contract and it's not a contract year and it's like, yeah, I'm going to go out there and play, but I don't know. I like you need could, to make sure I, I, I don't get injured. Yeah. Like you're, you're not going to like go, you know, against like gun ho to try to win a game when it, it's really a meaningless game, so to speak. Yeah. I follow you on it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, go, going on from that. Uh, I just, you know, let's, I, I'm getting nervous and we'll touch on the other sports as well, but it's like, we have a plan. Here's what we want to do. Then it goes to the players, no matter which league it's in. Aside from football, football's got a few things that they need to work out, but I'm a little worried at this point that even their hopes for the start of the season on time, it's not... <laughs> You're dealing with with an element that you just you don't know. You know what I mean? So NFL probably is the best opportunity to get back on a regular sports schedule. The other leagues are still trying to figure out, hey, we want to do this. Hey, we want to do that. Okay, this sounds like a good idea. We hope to start here. Oh, no, guess what? No, we're probably going to have to start here. Yeah, and then so, it's like, no, it's looking like here. And at so what the, point, the, you know? Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree with you. Um, I would say the, 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 the league that's the, ironically, the league that's the closest to coming back is the NHL. They, and uh, we're going to touch, we're going to touch a little bit on it, but they're 
they're kind of on point at this point. They're trying to figure out what venues they're going to do and the schedules of those venues. Uh, the NBA, the NBA still has to get this ratified. That's why they pushed it back 30 days to July 31st. So they could have enough time to ratify this. They could have a training camp. They could have a little bit of like a spring, like tune up training before they go and start playing the game. Yeah. Like practices and all that kind of stuff to get back up to speed, game speed so that they don't put out this really cruddy product. Um, so, and then they have to, you know, coordinate with Orlando and what hotels are going to have these people and how they're going to get food to them, how they're going to get like all this other stuff and do all the accommodations that they're going to need to have. They got to make sure everyone doesn't actually have the the virus that's going into these facilities. So like, there's still a lot of logistics with that. That's why they push it off so that they don't have to be like running last minute to get it. They want to make sure they do it right and that the players are safe. So, um, the NHL is probably the closest ones to coming back because right now the, I think they have everything pretty much set in stone. They just need the the venues uh, set up that they're going to have, and they're they're working on um, like two venues. But we'll we'll talk about that later. I want to move on um, to to the MLB. Um, now, I kind of alluded I alluded to this before we went on the air. Yes, I now I w- bubble. You you alluded to it uh, before we went on the air, and my brain started clicking. Because it almost sounds like whatever you're going to say or whatever discussion we're going to have, my eyes are going to be rolling and smoke is going to be coming out of my ears. Is that uh, correct? You're not going to be happy with what, what <laughs> I have to tell you about this. I'm okay, that's crap. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you're just not going to be happy with, with my at – least, at least my opinion on it. Um, well, at oh, this boy. point, I, I don't think baseball is coming back this year. That is that is my that is my my thought process on this. They, the 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 players and the owners have drawn a line in the sand, and neither one of them wants to cross over. And it, it, it's it's getting. Uh, and I think I sent you a text earlier this week. Like it's getting bad. It's not looking good at all. Like the, the owners. So 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 here's how here's I'll, I'll explain the, everything that's happened this past week. The owners came out with a proposal earlier this week. Um, that basically they cut payroll uh based off of what you make so like mike trout that's making 35 million dollars a year got cut more than somebody that's making minimum and the guys that are making minimum because the majority of the league makes minimum they make like 700,000 to a million so they got cut like maybe 200,000 whereas like mike trout who makes 35 million he would make like six to eight million or something like that this year so like and he his prorated salary, I think, was like thirteen, like thirteen or fourteen. So he got like maybe like a little bit more than half of his salary cut. There was I saw on, there was a lot of math involved, basically the way the owners were their proposal. Yeah, they, yeah. they didn't want to cut the players that like the majority of the league, but they also knew that they couldn't pay those guys that are making like ridiculous amount of money. Um, and the players looked at it and they kind of went, um, "No, we're not getting our." They they what they said was they balked kind of play on words. They balked at the, the agreement and they were like, yeah, no, we're not getting our pay cut at all. Here's our proposal. So the original proposal was, I think for 82 games, it was an 82 game season with the playoffs and the world series that the owners came out with it. Well, the players were like, no, we're going to play 122 games. We're going to go into November. We're going to have playoffs. We're going to have world series and we're going to pay all these games because they're the, under the current agreement, they get paid per game. 
So they're like, we pay more, we play more games, we get paid more. Um, and the players basically are saying like, we're not renegotiating our pay. Like we're getting paid prorated. And they've like pretty much dug their feet in and put their line in the sand. Like we want to get what we were originally agreed to on to get paid. And the owners are like, no, we can't pay you that. So, and there's a lot of speculation that this is going to go into next year. And it's going to force another lockout where we may not see baseball for a really long time. So, I don't think there's going to be. I don't think there's going to be baseball this year. Just the way that the, the the owners and the players are so far off. And I will say this as a disclaimer: a lot of times they start really like on wide ends of the spectrum, and then they come to a happy medium and they get it done in the final hour. But this just seems like there is so much divide. Like it's almost like they're like the owners are on the East coast and the players are on the West coast and there's no railroad or anything to connect them. And they're trying to walk to each other. Like that's kind of what it feels like right now is that nobody wants to take that first step in. And they're like, I'll personally say that I'm on the owner side. I think the owners try to come out with a fair proposal for everybody. Like, yes, there, I, I had a healthy debate with a lot of my friends in, in my class today about um, who is right and who's wrong. Like, yes, they agreed on this this agreement beginning, and they said that they would renegotiate in good faith. And they're trying to make it so they're not – the owners aren't cutting salaries left and right because they want to cut salaries. They're, they're trying to make it so that, like, the minimal guys don't make – like, they aren't making significantly less, and the high-paid guys are making a ridiculous amount of money, or they're not – they're getting cut ridiculous amounts or only getting cut a little bit. Like, they're trying to give everybody, like, an even share. And then for them to go out and play. And I, I just think the players are so dead set on this monetary, like, I want to get my paycheck versus, hey, let's just go out there and provide entertainment for people. Like, that's your job as a, as a player. Like, like, I, like, where we work, I don't go up to my owner and say, like, hey, I want to get paid this. You should pay me this. I ain't working until you pay me this. Like, it doesn't work that way. Like, I, and that's just maybe me being naive and that's my opinion on it. But that's the way I feel. Uh, with this whole situation. So there was a, they, the, the odds makers in Vegas did come out with something that I thought was quite interesting. I saw, I heard this on the radio. So for the season to start the odds, and we talked about a little bit about this, the odds for them to start the season are three to one against and five to one for. So take that as you will. That is, uh, those odds are, are, those are, there's no big disparity between those odds. So, yeah, uh, the three to one indicates that there's a bigger likelihood that the season's not going to start, as opposed to five for one that we will get baseball. So the lower the number, the more the more likely in Vegas's opinion. Now, and I will say this disclaimer: I didn't actually look that up. That was something that I heard on the radio station, so they could have been wrong. So I'm just retelling uh, no, information that was on the radio. So that's all right. So if, if someone says it comes back and says like, oh, no, these are numbers I'm just saying for forewarning, I did not look them up, but those were the numbers that I had heard. And I'll tell you right now, I do recall reading something similar to that. Yeah. So I, I, I think you're 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 probably right on with the with those uh, odds. So, Don, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't want to make you really upset about it, but that's what we're here to do. <laughs> that you're here to make me upset. Okay. No, no. I mean, we're here to we're here to like present yeah. the news, and, and yes. sometimes it's upsetting. It, 
it is. Um, this there there's so many ways that you can slice this and dice this, but I have to agree with you on the side of the owners here. Baseball, like any other sport above all else, is a business. Those record-breaking contracts you get are paid by putting people in the stands in merchandise sales and in contracts and all this other stuff. That money has to come from somewhere. There's people out there that are saying, well, this is... Uh, the owners are asking to do the pay reduction because this is what they get when they finance all these billion dollar stadiums and the stadiums need to get paid. So without putting people in the seats they're you know, they're not generating the income to do that. That's their fault. No, it's not their fault. Any good business owner listens to what the fans want. The fans want the new shiny park. The players want to play in the new shiny park. And have the new locker room with the latest amenities and the workout equipment and whatnot. So you the the players need to realize it is at anything else a business. And like any other business across the country, if you have to change your the way you operate because you are not generating income, you have one of two choices. You either change the way you operate so that the business is viable or you shut it down. Now, with that being said, if you shut it down, there are consequences. There are consequences. And as I said last week, I pray to God that the players understand, and I believe this even more than I did last week, if you shut down the season, you do not have a season, and God forbid you carry this over next year and have a lockout, the owners are always going to get some some of the, the, the fallout from it. But in almost every lockout that you have, the players end up taking the blame, whether they're right or wrong. Because... If you go, we're not going to agree to that, and we're not going to play, the owners are aware that without you on the, on the field, they don't have a product. But you are also paid to deliver said product. That is your job. So uh, I'm not going to stand on a soapbox or whatnot. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I was but, giving you your forum yeah, right now to kind of yeah. vent how you were uh, but, feeling. I know but how I... My my background, my background in, in all the years of, of the work that I've been doing, my background is in operations and business. And that people vent about all these billionaire owners that have all this money and whatnot. What, what you need to look at is what it takes financially to run a team. Teams are not like publicly traded on Wall Street some companies anyways, that are sitting on mounds of money. They're just not. The The amount of money that they have, if you really want to look at it for baseball, it, you can almost look at it as attributed to, is to look at the payroll and the disparity in the payroll between teams, right? 
mm-hmm. the Yankees always have money to build the shiny new stadium, to pay the highest of the high-paid players. Um, that comes with the reputation, but that will come at a cost. If fans are not constantly filling Yankee Stadium, eventually that payroll is going to go down because they can't afford to pay those players. Let's look at uh, somebody like the, uh, somebody in our neighborhood. Let's look at uh, the Tampa Bay Rays, right? Beautiful stadium, usually not too packed. And what's the difference between their payroll and the Yankees? Like $100 million easily? Yeah, it's something ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. You know, what, would the Rays like to have Yankee money? Well, yeah. Would they like to sell the apparel and everything and have that Yankee brand? Yes. But there is most of sports uh, rely on the money that they get from broadcasting rights. If the game doesn't go on, the game's not getting broadcast. That's a lot of money. That's a big piece of the pie right there. If fans get angry, and they will, I've I've gone through this before. Fans will. Why do I want to buy my new team's jersey for this year? They turned their back on me. They they didn't play. Why should I support them? You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And the income dries up that way. It, it's a fine line. The the players need to look at the bigger economics of this. Just if you have to take a pay cut, you're making more money individually than 99% of the Americans in this country. Shut the hell up. Take the pay cut. The fans will appreciate you for doing so. They will appreciate you for the show going on, and you will be rewarded for it. If you do not go on, there will be a backlash from the fans. And it's not going to be pretty. I think that's the that's the huge thing is like I think the fans are so split right now that if they don't have the season they're gonna lose a lot of fans like there's fans that are on the side of the owners there's fans that are on the side of the players there's there's people in the middle that don't don't really know which what which way to go but I do have to say like baseball will suffer baseball's already suffering now with all this BS from the Astros right. And with sign stealing and whatnot, and before that, what we had performance enhancing drugs and that whole mess and whatnot, and it goes on and on. This will, if you do this now, as I said on the last show, all this time that they spent trying to put a product back on the field after the last time they have a lockout, they will regress. And in this day and age, with all the entertainment that you have now, these aren't like fans like from 20 years ago. They're more fickle. The fans are more fickle. They have way more entertainment options. I mean, this this yeah. really could put baseball in a very bad spot. Yeah, and and going off of that, one thing that a lot of play, a lot of people are not happy about. So uh, the minor leaguers, uh, they they've had thousands and hundreds and thousands of minor leaguers that have been cut from teams. They've pretty much disbanded a lot of the teams right now, so that they don't pay them. Because they don't have an, they don't really have a union kind of like the MLPA, like they do and they don't. It's different. Um, the, it's the, just the, different. The setup is they different. Can, yeah, they can cut you and pay. They'll pay you less. So they've, and there's been a lot of, because the minor league seasons got canceled. There have been a lot of players, or a lot of teams that have been cutting payroll off of their minor league squads so that they don't have to pay them as much. Um, and there's a lot of backlash with that as well. Uh, one of the 
the good things was uh, David Price uh, has donated that he will pay all the minor leaguers in the uh, Dodgers like Dodgers farm system a thousand dollars for the month of June. Uh, he'll take his own money and and donate. So that that's actually really cool. Um, but yeah. not not to harp so much on MLB because we do have a lot of other things we want to we want to cover. Um, so I I just want to get your final thoughts on the uh, the baseball and 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 all the stuff that's been going on. I, on the on the baseball side of it, I'm wa- I'm watching it and I'm paying attention to it. And I can tell you, when they had that lockout in the '90s, and the World Series was canceled, and the whole nine yards, I was still living home in New York. I remember going to Cooperstown. Cooperstown has a board uh, in the city where uh, I think it was over by the Hall of Fame, where every day they would update the current standings for the teams. And that board for the longest time was frozen in time because there was no baseball. And I can tell you right now, whether you were for the owners or for the players, everyone was just pissed at baseball. Bottom line, this is not good for baseball. They need to have a season. And that's all I'm saying on it. Let's get to the NHL. Yeah. So uh, because with the new proposal that they ratified, the one that we had talked about last week, the, the 2014 format, um, where they're going to go basically right into the playoffs. Uh, it, it was passed by the majority of the players, so now they just got to figure out the the venues, um, and, and that's what's going to come up this week. But uh, because they officially ended the season, they came out with their season-ending awards, so I figured we would spend some time recognizing them. Um, so the first one is the uh, Maurice Rocket Richard Trophy, which is the Richard. it's Maurice Richard. Richard. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm, You're I'm not, not the hockey biggest fan. hockey guy, so I'm not the biggest <laughs> hockey guy. So I, I was reading it as I was saying it, and it's spelled like Richard. So Richard. That's okay. I'm gonna give you a pass. Uh, Don't do it give again. Give me a pass on that. Yes. <laughs> uh, I I know the next name. So Alex Ovechkin. Uh, uh, yeah. he, he won the, 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 the trophy, which marks the, uh, player that has the most goals in, in the season. Um, this is the ninth time he's led it, uh, led the NHL in goals. Um, the second person to him is Hall of, Fam- Hall of Famer, Bobby Hull, uh, with seven, he has nine. So he's still racking them up. Uh, Ovechkin's like an amazing player. He's one of my favorite players there. So, um, let's see. And he shared the actually he he was co excuse me he was co winner of the trophy uh, David Pasternak uh, won it and they both had 48 goals so they shared it uh, for the the shortened season uh, Tuka Rask and uh, Jaroslav Havik Halik excuse me uh, they won the William M Jennings Trophy uh, for allowing the fewest goals in the season um, they both allowed 167 goals through 60 games which is about 2.39 uh, goals per game. Uh, the Bruins took away the President's Trophy, which goes to the team that had the most points. Uh, so in, in hockey, they don't do it by win-loss record. They do it by how many points you earn from a win or a tie or an overtime loss or, or anything like that. Um, you get a certain amount of points, and the, they, that's how they rank the teams uh, in a nutshell uh, without diving too much into that. Um, so the, the Bruins had 100 points. Uh, so, uh, so the Bruins were they awarded the uh, for President Trophy for leading the league with 100 points. Uh, let's see. The Art, Rose Tro- Art Ross Trophy went to the 
Oilers, uh, Leon, uh, I'm, I'm not even going to try to say his last name, but uh, I, I guess I will, uh, Drisadel, Drisadel, something like that. Uh, he led the league with he. Led, <laughs> I'm like you, you. Correct me if I'm wrong on this, but he he had a uh, 110 points, so he got the Art Art Ross tro- Trophy. That's yes. a mouthful. Um, for the player who gets the most points. Uh, the uh, so they had the award ceremony. Um, or the award ceremony was postponed, but they announced everything last Thursday. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, so that that's the that's the awards that I got down here that they announced on Thursday. Uh, I'd say, you know, good for those guys and, and that and the Bruins for the, their team. Um, congratulations on on winning them. It was a shortened season, but I don't think there's really many surprises. So I, I know most of, most of those players, and they're they're really good players. So um, they're big names. Or you just went, huh? <laughs> Well, the only one that I went huh on was the Oilers player, but I, I mean, if I'm sure if someone said their name, I would know. I'd be like, oh, I know that guy, but uh, that's the only one I was kind of like, oh, I didn't really realize that was him, but like, I know Tuka Rask, I know Halleck, I know Pasternak, I know Ovechkin. Um, you know enough to get by in an NHL conversation. Correct. Yeah. Like, I, like <laughs> I, I, so when the NHL had its lockout or when they went and they revamped all their rules, and I had to like sit there and figure out what was going on with it. I, I, I kind of, it kind of turned me off to, to hockey for a few years. So I missed a lot of hockey for a few years and I, I've been slowly year by year getting back into it. Um, especially when I started getting back into it, the Flyers weren't really, really the most competitive of teams. Um, and then when they started becoming competitive, that's when I started like really getting back into hockey and, and, uh, you know, I'm, I, I watch it. It's probably one of the least of the big four that I watch. Um, so, uh, going from there. Um, but yeah, so the, the, like I said earlier in the show, the NHL is going to be the, one of the teams that's going to probably come back, uh, the quickest. Uh, I don't think they have a date set yet. Um, but they, they have everything pretty, they have pretty much everything set. They just need to find a couple of venues. They're going to do two venues, um, and, and then go from there. All right. Awesome, man. Um, let's uh, jump right over into some random topics. And I, I, I got to tell you, looking over our show notes here, I I'm feeling some of these random topics today, especially the one that we want to lead off with. And that's, uh, Phil Mickelson wants to do golf tournament, like the match every year, which I think is, I think that would be awesome. Yeah. So I, I, I started watching, like where my roommate was watching a lot of the, the highlights of, um, a lot of the highlights of the match and like some of the conversations as were, and it was actually really cool. Um, and in the article, like Phil, Phil Mickelson says he wants to do it with like MJ and Steph Curry. Like he wants to get like big sports stars to team up with him and tiger. He wants, I, I guess he wants to do it like him and tiger kind of thing. Like these, these legends within the sport to then team up with these legends that don't really play golf that off. So and, you want to do like the, this matchup. crossover with other yeah. sports celebrities <laughs> yeah and you, you had to see a different side of them besides their intensity on the field um because yeah. you have like you have a lot of like the the Peyton Mannings and Tom Brady's and the MJ's and the Steph Curry's that on their off season all they do is play golf or when they have an off day they go and play golf like you have a lot of these type of players that play golf and they want to have like and it, it's not to win money and you're not getting any fame or anything like that. It's for charity um and they and it, they see the, the the value in it and 
I think that's one thing that I like. Phil Mickelson is my favorite golfer of all time, and that I I I, I think he's just a stand up guy, and I think that he sees the value in charity, um, and I think that's probably why I gravitate towards him. So like, um, he sees that value of like, hey, like I'm a big star. Tiger's a big star. We can draw a lot of like a big crowd. Like there was a ton of people that watched that match last. Like there was like the ratings for it were off the roof and I think are off the chart. I think that's mostly because people wanted to watch something other than Netflix. So um, let me, but, let me ask you real quick and I'm sorry to cut you off yeah, um, for, for, for golf uh, in the sporting world. There, there is a, a group that watches golf. Golf is one of those things like you follow it or you don't, you play it or you don't, you know, and there's a, there's a lot of opinions of golf in general. Looking at, looking at it maybe from an outsider if you were to do one of these matches every year with like two of the biggest names in golf with this year it was football players um let next year let's do hockey players or basketball players from from the aspect of drawing fans to the game do you think this might be something that maybe more people would be like hey you know what you know my favorite player in this sport plays golf maybe it's not so bad or you know maybe i should give it a shot do you think maybe seeing something like this might draw more people to the game of golf well i'll say this when i say that the the match is what they've quoted as was had high had like really good ratings it was the highest watched golf match in history all right so (laughs) to have these to have this yes i absolutely think this would be a huge thing for golf and i think actually I think the PGA would somehow put their name on it and try to like weasel their way into it somehow to kind of promote the PGA golf tour and get people to start watching golf. Cause you're right. Not, not many people watch golf. Golf is kind of like, like I used to watch it when I was a kid. And when I say watch it, my, my grandfather used to put it on the TV and I used to say, why the hell is this sport going? Why, why the hell is this on the TV right now? I want to go watch football. And I go in the basement and watch football. There's so a different type of green what, field you want to see. <laughs> yes. Yes. So that's kind of how like that, that conversation went in my head when I was, when he had golf on and when he put the golf on the TV, like I knew I was going to my grandfather's like, yep, I'm not watching a real sport. I'm watching golf. But like, wow. I, it, like that, but I was a kid at the time. You got to give me a, cr- a little bit yeah. of credit. I was a kid. Yeah. So I, now like, what I, is like, this? I, I've gone to PGA uh, tournaments. I've gone and I've watched golf. Like I used, I, I, I love the golf. I think I, I've, I've seen a different side of it. Like when you're watching it on TV, it's not the most exciting got like, like event. Like there's like, everyone's quiet and everyone's talking like you have the announcer talking real low like that. Like, and it's, 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 it's not really like the superly exciting, uh, sport. Like it's not a contact sport or anything like that. And a lot of people don't necessarily when a hole in one happens and (laughs) yeah, like it's not like the it's not like the guy from the Mexican soccer saying hole in one like yeah. that really long thing oh. like yeah like it's not anything like that like, yeah um but so, I, I will tell you I when it, living where we live now you know it's almost kind of hard to avoid it I mean we both live in Florida <laughs> you know yeah. But and I mean, if you want to golf, Florida got plenty, plenty of golf courses. But the fact that you and I both on opposite sides live so close to sawgrass, you cannot avoid that 
the, the, the every year when when they're having their match at Sawgrass, you know that when they're having the TPC, the buzz around the city they they don't care about anything else but golf. Every other sport is forgotten for that weekend. It's phenomenal. No. It really is. No, I, and and like I guess it depends on where you're at. Like I'm up in Philadelphia. It's not really much green grass up there. It's it's really very little green grass up there. But um. Yeah, so I mean, I, I think this would be great for the the sport of golf. I think this is a, a fun, uh, entertaining event um, that I think a lot of, a lot of people would be interested in doing. Um, but I want to go and hit everything. So the next thing on our list is uh, so the Premier League, uh, which is is English football or or AKA soccer, is going to start up on June seventeenth, and then La Liga, which is the Spanish uh, league of of football or, or soccer uh is going to start up on june 11th and, and i put this in you i want to watch i want to i want to gauge you because you're not necessarily the most avid uh soccer fan do you think because of how far the other sports are being pushed out and how espn is going to be pushing or, or fox sports one is going to be pushing these sports out there do you think people will start watching soccer more because it's yes. coming back before the other? Absolutely. And I will tell you this. I said I don't watch a lot of soccer, um, but I uh, I have an uh, – I'll say uh, it was a former friend, somebody I had known for a while, and, you know, long story short, we, we parted ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was from England. And when he would come to visit on the weekends, let me tell you, man, EPL, mm-mm. I was watching those games. I, I will watch me some EPL. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, will. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, 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 I want to get your opinion because I know I'm going to be watching it. Um, oh, I, I am. Love, I love the sport and it give me, give me something to do. But I like, mm-hmm. it's one of those things where people like people watch soccer and they don't understand it because there's no timeouts. There's no stoppages. It's one like, and it, it, the clock counts up. It doesn't count down. Like there's a yeah. lot of nuances with soccer. People are like, what? Like, and extended time and everything. They can't wrap their arms. Like 45, when it hits 45, it's not necessarily over. There's a like extra overtime because the clock just keeps running, but it doesn't count when like the guy on the field, the ref on the field stops his watch when it goes out of bounds. And then they yeah. have stoppage time. And like and people, it's hard for people to, to grasp that concept. Um, and I think that, I, A, I think that the, the major sports in our in our nation can take a lot watch of the, how they're doing their their covid and their because soccer is a physical sport like i'm watching Bund- bundesliga and they're getting pretty up and close on people and yeah. yeah and and like they they realize that like hey this like us coming back and like banging into each other is is not necessarily as bad as like we thought it was going to be um and, and and like there's still risk there but like they're they're happy to be at, out on the field playing and um, I think it will be a good way to gauge how to handle it i mean in, in our yeah. country right now any information you get from other sports around the world or, or countries in general just like how are they going about restarting certain things and whatnot i promise you our sports leagues here are going to be they're watching like is yeah, it what what worked what didn't work and that yeah. kind of brings me into the next point i'm actually going to jump our, our, our point i'm going to switch what we have on the notes here but uh, okay. i was watching i was watching bundesliga today and i didn't watch it last week i watched it this weekend um and the first weekend i watched it they didn't have any sound so you got to hear all the players 
this when I, I don't know if they started it this weekend or started it last weekend, but they actually piped in noise, like crowd noise, into the broadcast. Um, and what my friend was telling me is it's like it's not noise that you hear in the stadium, it's noise on that you hear on the TV. So players still don't hear anything. The players don't hear anything, they hear what they hear what they hear, and this is just like a guy in the production booth that's that has a, a button that he hits that, that gives different crowd reactions to different things that happen. And so it's I'll like be the honest, back in the old comedies. <laughs> correct. And I'll be honest, I, when I was watching it, like it took me a little bit to realize that hey, there's actually no fans in the stands. Like that, like, like I, it just didn't, it didn't hit me right away that hey, they're playing with no fans because I heard the noise and it sounded like. And again, it's a soccer match where they're always cheering, they're always chanting, like there's no stop in it. But yeah, like, you if you've ever been to a soccer match, like you don't stay, you don't sit down, you don't like stop chanting. Everyone's chanting, singing, oh, like the whole time. The it's whole the whole time. time. So like, so like you can just have a, a soundtrack play for a three hour game. And then when someone scores, you like hit a button and it, it's a big cheer. Like it, yeah. it was, it, it, it actually sounded pretty good. Um, and I was curious that like, Hmm, that if they see how the, how soccer is doing this, like they may bring it to the, the, the States, uh, uh for, for our game. No. So I want to say, uh, that... uh, it might be something they play around with, but I, if they don't, you're going to hear, like, when you're, like, I think an NBA player came out with it today, uh, this week, or I forget who it was um, who had said it, but he said, basically, you're going to hear a lot of things on the court that uh, are not, or, like, NSFW. Like, we're going to say our trash talking is not going to be safe. Like, you're going to hear a lot of things that are pretty, like, like against the mold that you wouldn't expect people to say, because trash talking like that gets really um interesting when you're on the court like that and they get really personal about it and they say some vulgar stuff so like are you going to be like espn that's going to have their thing on the uh, like finger on the buzzer and it's going to be like like bleeping out every other word like you sometimes hear it when a match goes on you hear them curse or, or anything like that and you're like ooh, someone missed that and but now like you're gonna have no fans to drown any of that stuff out so you're gonna hear it all the time so i think but listen i on the flip doing it for soccer works because like you said i've watched i've watched enough soccer to know there's constantly noise in the it's ongoing it's ongoing you could get away with doing a track for that you don't have that type of atmosphere in a football game or a basketball game you don't or in a baseball game, you don't, you you don't have that constant, that energy from the fans. So yeah, I no. think like an attempt to pipe any kind of that sound in, it, you know what I mean? It, I I don't think it works. I mean, give it a shot. I'll try anything. Just put the sport on, please. It, yeah. You know, if mean, the only I, thing, I think, I think if the only thing I have around. to say is, if the only thing I have to say is. Thank God sports are back, but that noise they're piping in sucks. I got sports back. I will deal with the piping of the sound. I just don't see. Mute the TV. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which if I'm doing work or whatever, I usually do anyways. It's on just to watch what's going on while I'm working. So So, I'm split on it, really. Yeah, I mean, I I, would like to see see it and at least try it out and see what happens. Um, And if if it's a failure, it's a failure. If it's not, we still have sports back. So. Um, but I do want to acknowledge that the uh, Bundesliga, there was big wins by uh, Dortmund and Bayern Munich. They 
I think Dortmund won six to one and Byron won like five to nothing or something like that. It's ridiculous. Cars, big that's a big deal. And that's a big deal in soccer. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and so those are the two top teams. So like Byron Munich has won the last, I think like eight championships or something ridiculous like that. Like they just run away with it every year. They're the they're top the Patriots in Germans. Yeah, they're the, they're they're the, they're like the they're like, no they're more like the Chicago Bulls of the like, okay. Their, team, their team's just ridiculous. You like if you've ever if you know soccer at all and like you know or at least you know big names and you look at their roster, it's all like really big international names. Like like they're all like top tier one players. So, um, and then the final thing I, I know you took it off the notes, but I did want to mention it. Uh, AEW had Mike Tyson return. And and match up against Chris Jericho, which I thought was quite 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 random. And the only okay. thing I wanted to say about that is there there's a video that came out on on Instagram um last a few weeks ago about and I and I didn't want to acknowledge it, but it came out with Mike Tyson like training, and everyone's like, oh, Mike Tyson's gonna get back in the ring. All right, let's tone it down. Coming from someone who's from Philadelphia, and we we had the the Rocky movie when he came back, and they did that like souped up like dream match between the champion then and the champion of what Rocky was in the, in the computer model. Stop, please. No, no. Mike Tyson's not getting back in the ring. Yes. He's still, he still has the punch, but he's like 60. Like, let's be honest. Uh, like he's, he's, he's more of like a, Hey, it's Mike Tyson. Like, Oh, okay. Let's, I'm going to watch it because he's that kind of like, Mike Tyson. Uh, yeah. Like that kind of personality, Celebrity. Mm-hmm. but I just so want to throw that you- out there. So, Real, real quick uh, on that topic, because I was reading a bunch of stuff. I've been following the news coming out about Tyson the last couple of weeks and whatnot. So they, they were kicking some ideas around about maybe not like everyone thinks what would be good. So maybe not have Mike Tyson fighting a current champion, because quite frankly, I, I, I don't think maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think he could go toe to toe with a current champion. I don't see it. But it would be like a one or is, two round, like he would have to knock him out. Like he would, yeah. he would have to land like a really good punt. And Mike, Mike Tyson could knock him out like easily. Like, but if it goes yeah. past two rounds, like it, Mike Tyson's probably going to talk. Like, so you he, say, like, I don't think it's funny. Mike can't go the distance. We would need the old Mike Tyson where he floors a guy in like 87 seconds. And there Correct. You go. He, he's never been a longevity fighter. He's always been yeah. like, I'm going to, I'm a brute and I'm going to go in there. I'm just going to knock your, knock your block right. off. So, so with, with, with the internet was a buzz about and, and some people were chiming on, on, they were like, how about this? Instead of somebody that's currently a champion and Mike has been retired for a while. So why don't we get a few guys out of retirement? Like, why don't we have Tyson versus Holyfield three? And I went, hmm. No. Holyfield has let himself go. Like, or, no. or what about, like, Tyson versus Lennox Lewis? Hmm? And the only thing I could see, I could honestly see, would or be. Tyson versus Klitschko. And and like and, and the only reason I say I could see this is because they're both really big personalities. I don't even know if they're in the same weight class. I don't think they are would be Mike Tyson versus Floyd May- Mayweather. Not a like uh, there, there's a big gap in the weight class. Uh, not a okay. chance. <laughs> I was going to say like, but that, but that would be like, you would need a personality like that to go up against Mike Tyson. Who's like, I'm not doing it to beat him. I'm doing it to like put on an event. Like, like that. Yeah, kind I mean, of personality. If, they were, if they were in the same weight class, Oh God. Yes. Put them in the same ring. My God. You'd, you'd Just sell like millions of dollars for the match would be insane. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, so awesome. Thanks, man. Uh, uh, some great, some 
awesome and amazing random topics this week. Uh, with that being said, y'all know what it's time for. It is that time and what is quickly becoming the favorite part of the show. It's time for Chips Chumps. Bad plays, bad players, awful calls, poor sportsmanship. The worst of the week with Chips Chumps. All right, guys, it's that time. It, it's time for those people that I felt this week really need to be on the, uh, the bottom list. Number five. Uh, that goes to Mike Zimmer. Um, so this is not really a big story, not mainstream, but I, I did find it. Mike's, Mike Zimmer was talking about uh, Stefan Diggs' trade and how it's not around anymore and what he had advice for him. And for the most part, the article kind of goes like he was trying to toe a line, but he said something that I thought was really on this kind of, eh. he goes, I've been around way worse guys than him. So to me, that says that this is some pretty bad guy. Like, yes, you've been around way worse guys, but that's implying that this guy is pretty bad. So yeah. Stefan Diggs doesn't have the greatest rap. So why would you even hint at the fact that you've been around worse guys than him? It's, it's just implying that he's been a, he's a bad guy um, and that he causes issues. So sorry, Don. I know he's on the Buffalo Bills, but Mike Zimmer, moron. Number four. All right, number four, we're going to go with Carol. We're going to go with Carolina Hurricanes and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, and more, more specifically, the players on their teams, not the franchises, but the players. So when they did this proposal for the NHL to come back, there was only two teams that did not uh, support it. And that was the Hurricanes and the P Tampa Bay Lightning. They didn't support it because basically they're like, hey, we're in the playoffs. Why do we have to play other teams to get into the playoffs? Or, or their seedings were all messed up and they just wanted to go right into the playoffs. And not give an inch because now they've got to play an extra set of games. All right, you're, you're two teams out of the entire league that's like 29 other teams that are in the league. Uh, like, okay, or like, so out of all the teams, you guys just couldn't get over your own ego. Like, there's other teams that are more than you and teams that are less than you that have to play these extra games. Like, I could see if it was split down the middle, but like, Seriously, like stop, stop talking about your own teams and, and, and the egos that you guys have and like just go back and play sports. Like let's not like delay this any longer. Like I, if I was on your team, I'd be itching to play sports. I wouldn't make up some stupid excuse that like, oh, now I now I'm, I'm, I got to play an extra set of five games to go back. Like you would have played an entire rest of the season anyways. So, so stop it. You guys, morons. Number three. So this one I took to uh, Melvin Gordon. Um, mostly, this again, this wasn't this wasn't a major issue, um, but he, he says that like is that pause? <laughs> yeah, because because I'm trying to say how I want to put this. Melvin Gordon, who used to be the Los part of the Los Angeles Chargers, but now is with the Denver Broncos, uh, that he moved in free agency. They asked him about how he felt that there wasn't going to be fans in the stadium. And he basically turned to him and he said, hey, I played in Los Angeles. We didn't have fans anyway. So he basically threw a shot out at Los Angeles saying that they didn't have any fans. Now, in truth, that is actually kind of true. Like most of their stadiums were sold out by other teams. And it was actually kind of comical throughout the year. But 
it was his first first season in LA that the Chargers were there, and he basically just you know pretty much threw all the fans in in Los Angeles under the bus, saying that they did not support the team whatsoever. He threw the organization under the bus that tried to move them to to LA. It's a pretty bold thing, and I thought it was funny. But at the same time, like you can't go to another team and you can't bash uh, your old team. Like that's just that's just, that's a bad precedent for everybody else in the league to start calling out uh, other fans. Like if, if at the very least you don't call out the fans, like th- that's just that's just dumb. Uh, I, I, I they are the ones that pay pretty much your paycheck. So stop it. So Melvin Gorin, moron. Number two. So this one goes to our all-time favorite, and I say this very, very sarcastically, if you couldn't get it, agent for the Major League Baseball, and that's Scott Boris. If you don't know, I'm not a huge Scott Boris fan, but he is one of the, he is, he pretty much every major athlete in Major League Baseball is, he's their agent. And he came out and he's, he's pushing this forward that the players should not give an ounce on what money they're owed. Um, and he's kind of like at the forefront of like this monetary thing. And it's majority of it is so that he gets paid because he gets a big chunk of their salary, whatever they get. And he basically came out and said they shouldn't agree to any pay cuts. You know, let the owners, you know, kind of take the brunt of what their the losses that they're going to get and have the players get paid for the, what they what they want to. And he basically tells the players, he sends in a note like, hey, Games can be played without, can, like, remember, games cannot be played without you. So he's basically saying that, like, they can't play baseball without the players. So, like, you guys have all the leverage. And he's kind of, like, like stoking the fire. And like, I got to say, Scott Boris, like, shut up. Like, you're an agent. You're not a player. You're not an owner. You're not involved in this. Yes, you get a cut of it. And, yes, you get to no- negotiate. But you don't need to say anything. Keep your mouth shut. Like, seriously. So, Scott Boris, moron. Number one. So the one the 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 guy who gets this um this, this story came out a couple of days ago. He gets number one on my list and it is absolutely appalling. He's a he's a Tulane University football player, uh, and he's in jail because he got out of fight in a Waffle House, and he put a teenage girl in the hospital. Uh, you're a football player. What? Why are you you going to a fight with? with a, a female like I, I i i can't stress enough how how sickening this makes me when when i when i read more about it when it's like assault and battery and he punched them and the more i read about it like i actually had to stop reading some of it because it it made me really like disgusted a if you're if you're a football player you're bigger than a majority of people like you don't need to go into a fight like that. Like that doesn't show that you're some big macho guy. To me, that shows you that you're like, like almost an inch tall. Like, like it's, it's absolutely uncalled for is I'd not condone it. So, uh, his name is, uh, Tyler Judson. Um, so Tyler Judson, I'm not going to harp on this anymore. You can just hear the gist of it more on. Um, so that's it for today. That's the chips chumps for this week. Uh, so you leave your comments and I'm going to post it up on discord once that we go and post the show online. Uh, and I'll put it on Twitter. Uh, if you agree with them, great. 
you know, tell me you agree with them. If you didn't agree with them, tell me why you didn't and which ones you think should have made it on the list. Um, there was a few that could have been picked this week, but these were the ones that, you know, I felt deserved it. Um, so, yeah. Man, uh, another week and another list. A uh, cu- couple things I, as you were going through the list, because I, I like you, I try to avoid commenting or saying anything. I, I want you to do the list. That that's your that's your time. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, Melvin Gordon. Okay. <laughs> no, no. Like here, like I didn't want to put him on the list, but at the same time, I was but, like, it's pretty hilarious. But here's but but here, this is what to me. If you need something to motivate you during the season, they play in the same division. He's going to face <laughs> the Chargers twice a season. So it makes it even better. <laughs> the Chargers now will be like, if anything else, beat them. Don't, that, that, don't let Melvin Gordon get anything. You know what I mean? When you're, that's when like you, you hear that comment and the PR guy in the background pulling his hair out like, trying to throw something at him and just tell him to, to, to shut his mouth. Yeah. Well, no. And the, the PI side for the chargers are going, man, we just hit gold. Yeah. <laughs> you wanted motivation. It's right there. So yeah. Um, Scott Boris. Um, <laughs> I have to yeah, keep you this friendly. Probably, I know you probably have the same, like he, he, he to me is like drew Rosenhaus of the oh, MLB. Like they're both rats. Yeah. And I, like, I, so, I, I, I don't cor- like them at all. So um, I believe because he's been talking a lot about all this and telling the players don't give in to the owners when not. And I, I don't recall who it was. I don't have the notes in front of me. But I know a player actually called him out on Twitter. Did you see it? I didn't see that. No, I didn't see that. For, part of for, for he was like he basically kind of gave him the sh- uh, the sh- uh, speech almost essentially what you said here. Basically telling him like. You're an agent, you're not a player, manage your players and basically shut up. Stay out of player business. And I went, yo. <laughs> yeah, because like, he's like, the players like, just got fed up. Because they're like, he, he has, he's muddy in the like, water. You're stoking the fire. You're making the owners angrier. And yeah. like you're and some of the players are like, Yeah, like my agent's behind me. Like some the, the players don't know better. Up. And yeah. it's like, and it's like, yeah. like you're you don't do anything. All you do is like you're a lawyer, like yeah. you're a glorified lawyer and you're sitting there like, and you negotiate a contract and then you have the player sign it and then you sign it and then you get a paycheck at the end of the day. So you're just, you're just, your bottom line is you're, you're like, I want to get paid the money that I'm supposed to get paid. You know, I, and I've got who it is here. It was Trevor Bauer. Yeah. Well, the, Trevor uh, Bauer. Red. Yep. So he He's said, like, and I'm going to read, read the Twitter uh, uh, here. He says, hearing a lot of rumors about certain player agent meddling in MLBPA, Major League Baseball Player Association affairs. If true, and at this point, these are only rumors, I have one thing to say. Scott Boras, rep your clients however you want to, but keep your damn personal agenda out of union business. I saw that tweet when it came through, and I was just like, hmm. <laughs> He's, not <laughs> he, he, He's not wrong. He's not wrong at mean, all. This guy's a pitcher. This guy just threw a strikeout, man, because he – oh, man, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. And, and on, the, on the last note here, Tyler Judson – excuse me, I'm collecting myself again. Yeah, I, I had a toe line. I'm going to tell you right now, if we were not a friendly family show, 
the words that we would be using to describe the just the egregious actions of this i'm going to leave it blank you fill in the blank however you feel is necessary and, and i'm reading the article and, and just you didn't want to harp on it but just of how stupid it is it's a high school student girl who she was involved in an argument about a conversation on instagram sent her to the hospital sustaining multiple facial fractures and she'll likely need surgery what on god's green earth is wrong with you you know i mean he, no explanation for I, it. There's like no reason. No all, the reason. The only thing I can say is it's like I said I had to stop reading it because I was I was a like I was so appalled. Like I I don't I'm not I don't yeah. stop reading art like uh articles that often, but I saw that and it like I was just like like more and more I read the more and more I was like got yeah. like upset and like it's appalling and it's it's disgusting. And, 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 and the only thing I say is disgusting. Yeah. So I mean. You know what? There, there is one thing here. We deliver sports. We are passionate about sports. No questions asked about that. We love sports. Reading articles like this, and even on a non-sports-related topic, I'm sorry, I'm hijacking this for a minute. Anybody that does anything that stupid, I'm sorry, I, we can safely say moron. There is no place for that whatsoever, ever, no. ever, ever, period. That's it. There are so many things to incite my my anger, which I normally have under control. But seeing things like this is just so beyond moronic, stupid. Say whatever you want. I just all all I can say is I hope he gets what's coming to him. There's there's no reason for that. I'm sorry. Yeah. There's no disputing the facts at all. I mean, basically, everything here is clear as day based on witnesses and whatnot. So whatever you get coming to you, you deserve it, period. And that's it. I, I'm going to depressurize here for a second. We've had a good discussion. Uh, but before we go further, we are going to go ahead and hit the buzzer. It's the final buzzer. The last moments of the show. Okay, here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. All right, everybody. In closing, I honestly, be yeah, I'm, let's just throw it out there. We we like to always give props to the community and whatnot. The uh, again, as we say every week. The, especially the engagement chip this week on Discord with the pass interference. That there was a yeah. there was a lot of engagement over that, and and, yeah. and people and are people are enjoying the show, so that's yeah, good to I'm see. Glad. Uh, yeah. And I, I want that I want that healthy debate. I want you guys to give us your feedback. Uh, I'm gonna mention real quick. Uh, I don't know if you're gonna allude into it or not, but uh, the movie of the week this week is uh, Bad News Bears goes to Japan. It's the third of the the sequel that I was doing. Uh, or the trilogy that I was doing, and, and basically they go, it's this follows a team, it's a really almost like a lesser-known film, and there's not really much of a cast, um, and they basically go to Japan to play the Japanese players, and, and, and like, it's a, like a world championship of Little League, and it's 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 an entertaining film. It wasn't the best one, or it was probably the worst of the series, but it, it was very low budget, so you get what you, you get pretty much what you paid for with it. Um, so if you wanted to go ahead and, and watch that and see the cl conclusion of the Bad News Bears and where they end up, 
uh, that's great. Uh, I thought it was a, like I said, it's, it's noteworthy to put on the show and it's part of the, the trilogy. I figured I'd finish it off. Uh, I'm not going to say it's one of my, my top films, but you know, it's definitely a, a sports movie. So that would be the movie of the week for this week. So listen, everybody, uh, for the, for the actual closing now, um, as you can tell, I've been a little ignited this evening and I, I'd like to think chip, you helped fuel the fire a little bit. <laughs> try. I tried. <laughs> tried. Yeah. Um, quite honestly, everybody, uh, we're here to deliver a quality product, deliver a show. We hope you guys are, are entertained and engaging with us. And Chip and I both have uh, the same feelings on a lot of matters. And uh, outside of the sports world, I just want to say to everybody, please be safe, be healthy, and try to take care of each other. And for this episode look man we love y'all we love y'all out there that are, are tuning in or, or give us a shot and whatnot and and we hope we bring a little joy to your lives uh in these troubling times so uh with that being said thanks all for listening and we're out you've been listening to sportscasters anonymous your opinion may differ but that doesn't mean you're right Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week. We hope you were intrigued or at least entertained. You can find the podcast on all the major networks. Find us on Discord and Patreon at Random Chatter. Hook up on the website at randomchatter.com and browse through the merchandise at randomchatter.com slash store. We'll see you next time. This is Sportscasters Anonymous. Signing off.